Bright spots. Bright spots. The idea behind this series has been sometimes in life it's really hard to find bright spots. And we can come in here on a Sunday morning and we can pretend um, that everything's okay. Everything is great. And we can smile and we can do the grip and grin. But at the... How you doing? Good, good. Everything good? Good. But if we were really to to tell the truth, sometimes it's not good. And over a process of days becoming weeks and weeks becoming months and months becoming years, we can look back and go, you know what? I have forgotten how blessed I am. I've forgotten to recognize bright spots. I have totally focused so much on the negative in my life and the problems and the challenges that I've, I've completely I've created this pattern in my life where I'm so focused on the negative that I don't realize how blessed I am. And so th- these will go off in a minute. Some of you, Can you all see these, the light brights? Yeah, okay, I'll pick one up for you. This is not like the light bright I grew up with. This is a politically correct light bright. <laughs> So, bright spots, and they'll go off in a minute because they have a timer on them, which I didn't know about, but they actually, and they'll go off one by one, which is really cool, and we plan that, (laughs) because they all have the same amount they got turned on at different times. Bright spots. So, we we looked at Jeremiah 29, 11, it's right here, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So if, if you can't find anywhere else today in your life that's a bright spot, I think you can find one right here. The creator of the universe has plans to prosper me and not to harm me, plans to give you, me a hope and a future. And I, I love the fact that he's telling this to Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was, he was a preacher's kid. His dad was the priest in the temple. And how many, and when God came and called Jeremiah to do what he called him to do, how many sermons do you think Jeremiah had heard? Right? I mean, my wife's so sweet. She stays most of the time through all three, unless she's meeting with somebody. I'm like, I couldn't even listen to me all three, for three times. Like, I don't. But, and I think about my own kids. You know, we've been at this for a bit, right? 15, 16 years, somewhere around there. And I think about how boring I must sound to them at times. And for God to tell Jeremiah this, Jeremiah must have been somewhat in that place where, where God had just grown and life had just grown like dull. And God comes and says, no, 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 no. Listen to me. I have plans for you. That's a bright spot. I have plans to give you a hope and a future. And so I, I just want to look for a second today and, and talk about Love. Everybody say that with me, love. Love Love is a bright spot. Now, we use that word so many times a day, right? I love coffee. I love Lucky Charms. I love to surf. I love college football. Although yesterday wasn't that great for several people that I know. I didn't mention anything. I... 
I, but but it, I love Raina. So if I put Lucky Charms and Raina on the same playing field as love, it's not going to go good for me. Does that make sense? And I think sometimes that we, we, get, we get so enamored with what the world calls love, and we forget what the Bible calls love. God is love. And I, I just want a very simple message today. I believe sometimes it's, it's just great to be simple. And, and I think if you're here today and you're having problems finding bright spots in your life, I want you to, I'm going to try to give you a roadmap that works for me that can sometimes pull me out of a funk. I mean, maybe none of you ever get in a funk, right? I'm sure, but maybe as this whole message is just for me. But three, three different things we're going to look at today in reference to how love brings bright spots to our life. And so number one, love God. The foundational truth of who we are and how to bring bright spots into our life is God. You say, well, Jason, that's pretty simple. That's not really deep. Oh, really? Mark 12, 30, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So every part of me, the Bible says every part of me is to love God. With all your heart. And again, we go back to heart issues. What's your heart drawn to? What do you think about most? God, God convicted me big time uh, this, uh, this morning. Um, my dog, he, he cannot, he has to see me leave or he'll destroy the house. But once he knows I've left, he'll just go lay down and go about his business. But I have to throw something for him every morning a few times. So this morning, it's still dark outside, Andrew, and I get up and, and I'm getting ready and getting everything. I'm thinking about this message. And so he goes, he, he absolutely nuts when I come down the stairs. He stays with me, and then he just starts barking like crazy. And he goes right to where his ball is. And he'll, I'll say, can you be a good boy? And he'll say, I didn't, it's not funny to you, it's funny to us, because it's hilarious. He's like a 115-pound lab. So he'll put his butt on the ground and go, and he won't move. He will not, when I say, can you be a good boy? So I grab his ball, he goes nuts. I say, go outside, he goes outside. And so I throw the ball, and we got this little trick we do together where I make it bounce on the other side of the pool, and as it bounces, he leaps into the air and grabs it, even in the dark. I can't even see the ball. He's like, get it. And the Lord spoke to my heart. Are you that happy about spending time with me? Really? Just think about it. I mean, this dog goes nuts. He goes nuts because he's getting to spend time with, with me. And, and a ball. <laughs> I like to think I'm a little bit higher than the ball. Like scale, but... It, it, and it's, that's, a, that's heart. That's your heart, man. That's, it, does your heart long to spend time with God? Do you love God so much you can't go a day without talking to Him? Do you love God so much you can't go a day without reading His Word? Do, does your tail... Your, the heart, the tail of your heart, wag. <laughs> when you think about spending time with God. Childlike, puppy-like, faith. Just so excited that I get another day to live and, and to spend time with God today. And I tell you what, man, I, I started crying on my porch this morning because I, 
I'm just a, I'm a real person just like you, and I couldn't, truthfully, I couldn't say yes to God. This past week, I couldn't say that. But God's okay with that. That's why He speaks things to our heart. So I get another day from a heart to love God. And then He goes on and says, with all your soul. And your soul is everything you are. Everything you are. See, a bright spot comes through loving God with all your heart, with all your soul. And then he goes on to say, with all your mind. What do you think about? That's a good question, isn't it? Our thoughts become our actions. Our actions determine who we are. Are you loving God with all your mind? And here's, a, here's something that God desires of us through His Holy Spirit to constantly, every day of our life, control our thought life. Because it all happens up here, right? The playing field of life. We've talked about that before. So what are you thinking about? You thinking about that blonde at work? Because you think about her long enough, something's going to happen. You thinking about how much money you can make? That's going to drive what you do. And, and, and so, n- nothing's wrong with making money. Something's wrong with that blonde at work, unless you're not married. <laughs> here's, what I'm, here's what I'm trying to get at. I think it's good every once in a while as Christians, especially after we've walked with the Lord for a while, to do a gut check. A full-on spiritual gut check. And ask ourselves, be honest with ourselves, what are we spending most of our time thinking about? Because what we think about really become, becomes an idol in our life. If, if it's not God. And so the idea is this. Is all of me, all of me, all of me consumed with God? And then lastly, with all your strength. With all your strength. If you research this word in its original text, strength encompasses the heart, soul, and mind. So the points being made, after the, the three points were made, the last points being made, listen, everything that you are should be in love with God. Love the Lord your God. Love Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And when I do that, I have a foundation in my life that sets me up for bright spots. Right? I'm going to tie all this together. Y'all are looking at me really funny right now, but just hang with me. Some of you are in mourning because of college football. It's okay. It's all right. You shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> um, but but this, this idea of, let's say I have, I have a ladder up here, say a six-foot ladder, which let's do that next service. The, the bottom of that ladder, the very start of the climb to a bright spot is loving God. My day doesn't work unless I, I focus on God first thing. And, and everything that I have is given over to Him, and I love Him with everything that I have. And I don't love Him like I love Lucky Charms. I love Him because He's amazing. Look at this next, next scripture right here. We love because He first loved us. You say, well, Jason, I'm here today, and I don't really feel like God loves me because of things that have happened to me in my life. Past, present, 
Let me tell you, He loves you. He loves you. And He wants to walk through whatever you're going. He wants to walk through that with you. Keep going, Kim. 1 Corinthians 2.9 However as it is written, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. We'll talk a little bit more about this on the last point, but we're, we're, we're touching into eternity here. God loved you so much, He sent His only Son. We just sang about it earlier. God, Jesus said, I have to go so another can come. That other is the Holy Spirit that's going to lead us, guide us, and direct us to a place where one day we're going to get to see Jesus face to face and say, thank you, I love you, but I can only love you because you first loved me. It's a real deal. This is not some hokey pokey thing. This is real. Eternity is real. And the only way that we're going to spend eternity in heaven with God is because of what Jesus did. And the only way Jesus did what He did is because God loved us. That's good news. That's really good news. That's the best game ever. Wow. Number two. Love is a bright spot. Love people. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you right now are sitting here and say, you know what, I don't like people. I don't even like them, much less can I love them. See, here's the thing. Go back to that latter illustration. If I don't love God with everything I am, I can't love people. People are a bright spot. I love people. I don't like some people. But no, I, I love being around people. I love being, do it. I, I, that's, that's pretty much what I do. That's, that's my job. But I can't, I, I can find myself on days not loving people. And then I have to track that back to, am I loving God with everything? If you're here today and your marriage isn't working out and you, you would say in your own heart, I don't even like my husband. I don't even like my wife. I would, I would, Definitely encourage you to ask yourself this question. Are you loving God with everything? See, because without the foundation of loving God, you can't love people. But there's a massively unbelievable awesomeness to loving people. Mark 12, 31. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Wow. Love your neighbor as yourself. The reason that we have a hard time doing that is because many of us don't love ourselves. Think about that. We're, we're, we're disgruntled with ourselves. We're not happy with ourselves. We hate that we keep failing. We, we hate that we keep losing our temper. We, hate, we, don't, we don't love ourselves. Love your neighbor as yourself. I can't love my neighbor if I don't love myself. I can't love myself if I'm not loving God with everything that I have. Again, very simple, very simplistic message, but I, I think we need to remind ourselves of this. Love people. It, the next verse says it this way. Jesus modeled this for us. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. Jesus modeled how to love people. How do you love people? You give yourself over. You put yourself in second place. You stop being so important. You pull the car over and check on somebody. 
You notice the widow trying to get her trash can in off the street, so you go do it for her. You see a little kid who doesn't have any clothes, and what he has, and you can tell he's not very taken care of. You find out who that kid is, and you go help take care of him. And we can get really deep in theology, which we do here sometimes, but it's really simple. Take care of people. Steve mentioned everything that's been going on here the, the last couple of weeks. This place is buzzing with all kinds of unbelievable ministries going on. And it's all about people. It's all about loving people. That's what the church is, right? That's where Raina and I cried. I think it was Wednesday night. I got a picture from Anthony from outside two, three hundred teenagers. And I'm looking at that. And I go, you got to see this. And we start crying because we used to do the youth ministry in our living room with ten kids on a good night. Yeah. And we would have health food too. We had a hot dog maker. Yeah. We had a hot dog maker with chili. You would, remember that? You'd do a pot of chili and hot dogs every, 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 I think it was Tuesday night we did that. Monday night. Yeah. That's a good way to come off a Sunday. Pack your house with teenagers. I love it. I love it. If, here, the point being is as Christians, not about this church, but just as Christ followers, we are called to love people. Jesus modeled this. He gave himself as a ransom for many. He, he modeled servanthood. And then the last verse on this point, last verse is, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. I love that. I love that. You must love one another. If you're going to call yourself my child and you're going to call me your Savior and you're going to call me Christ, you must love one another. Not if you feel like it. Not if you're having a good day. No, no. You must. There's some of you in this room right now who have family members you haven't spoken to in years. I know people who have children they haven't spoken to in years. What? Well, you don't know what they did. Maybe I don't. But we must love one another. We must love one another. By this, why? By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The world will know that we belong to Jesus because we love one another. I'll tell you what, man. The church church is messed up because we're all messed up people. But if we can't even love one another, how are we going to love the world? I mean, if you don't like somebody that goes to church here, don't sit by them. But don't tell them. (laughs) And don't tell anybody else. Especially the world. Like, if we can't get along with one another, the world... The world looks at the church, the church bickering and arguing and going at each other. And, well, you know what? I don't like the color of that carpet. That music's too loud. It's, it's not hot in this service. You gotta, some of you ought to come to the 1145 service because we preach on hell. 1130, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so hot. It is so hot. And the world, I think the world looks at us and goes, there's no different, that church is no different than my workplace. I can get... Talked about at work. Don't talk about each other. Love one another. Even if you don't like a person, pray for them. Pretty simple. And, he, and Jesus is saying, look, you guys, and, and I love the fact that he's talking mainly to his, 
his leadership team, mainly to his disciples, right? He's, and he's saying, he's saying, listen, and, and you've got to figure, there was probably some bickering every once in a while going on. I mean, they're, they're on the road all the time. They're sleeping outdoors. You know, hey, gee, who's going to be first? Can I sit at your right hand? And sit? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some, like having 12 kids. I can't imagine. But, but, you know, and so you got to get the context of this. Hey, you guys, you got to love one another. That way, everyone's going to know who you are. Serve one another. Be good to one another. Love people. Where, where did we as Christians get off on the exit of the Christian interstate to where our opinions were more important than people? If this book says it's wrong, it's wrong. And we'll live by that. And we'll, we'll, pre- we'll preach that, but we won't preach it down someone's throat. We'll preach it from a standpoint of, look, there's a better life this way. There's, a, there's forgiveness. There's a better life this way. Love people. I've said this before, and I'll probably say it a hundred more times as long as God lets me live. Can you see Jesus standing outside of an abortion clinic yelling? At young ladies? Is abortion wrong? Absolutely. Yes. But there's a better way. There's a way. Hey, sweetie, come here. Can I talk to you for a second? And we've got an office over here next door. Can you want to come in and just talk for a minute before you make this decision? Where's that at? Right? Like, have. (laughs) I could keep going. We have to love people. Because you're going to love people to Jesus. That's how they're going to find you. It's by loving them. Not by cramming your opinion down their throat. Loving them. Last thing. Yes, I only have three points today. (laughs) Brian, this is a long one. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) This this is a monumental day. This This is very interesting. Love life. Now watch this. Remember the ladder I was talking about? The foundation, the first step is to love God with everything that you have. And by loving God with everything that you have, you realize how much God did for you. So you start looking at other people in a loving way. So if I love God, I can love people. And I promise you, if you fall in love with God, you'll fall in love with people, and then you'll fall in love with life. It's true. Doing, doing good things for people. I mean, so John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. God intends for us to enjoy life. Does, think about this. We were created to celebrate. Did you know that? Okay, take for instance birthdays. Birthdays. Somebody real special in my life had a birthday this week. Raina turned 40 on Friday. So, so let's celebrate. Will you sing happy birthday to her? Come here. Come here. Come here. I don't care if you get mad at me. The first lady. Are you ready? Happy birthday to you.
created to celebrate. Why, why, why is singing happy birthday so much fun? Well, why is eating cake and ice cream fun? Because it's fun. See, the enemy wants to get us so bogged down in the troubles of life that the bright spots are so hard to find and we forget how blessed we are. I'm telling you what, if, I, if God takes my life tomorrow, I want to I meet Jesus knowing I had some fun. I love life. You know, I met somebody the other day and I was, he's just a, a person in my life that I'm, I'm trying to witness to and, and kind of get to know each other. And uh, he said this, he said, you sure do do a lot for a pastor. I thought, well, what, we, what he was getting was like, you, I didn't think you guys were supposed to have fun. I said, yeah, I, I get up early and I stay up late because I love life. I work my tail off, but I play my tail off. Love life. Love it. See, if I love God, I can love people. If I love people, that's the, that's the entryway into loving life. Because life's all about people. Life is all about people. You say, Jason, how, could you, how can I understand that? Because people can hurt you worse than anything else can, but people can bring joy more than anything. That's love and life, man. That's love and life. I love talking to guys who, who like sports. And, and we, we have a good time. I was texting. My, my favorite team is Memphis, and it's terrible. They, they stink. But I, I get I get the CBS network at my house, and so and they, they they're doing this unbelievable awful thing. They're actually televising Memphis, and it's always late on a Saturday night. So I told my wife yesterday, I said, "Please make me go to sleep at a certain time," and she did, almost. But I was texting with some guys that, that watched the football game also, and uh, and they lost, and they fumbled the ball in the last few seconds. Stupid idiots. Dumb. But but I, I love I love people that like get into that right. I, I love competitive, but I like being around people whose joy is not tied up in it. Right? It's just fun. It's it's just fun. It's all it is. It's people. And so I, I think that as we we think about love being a bright spot, two things today. One. Is there somebody in your life that you need to connect with that you haven't talked to in a while? Someone that hurt you? Someone who maybe did something that is horrific, yet you know in your own heart you really need to connect with them? And then two, is there someone in your life that you see on a consistent basis that could use the love of God? And perhaps God is asking you to share that love. Love people. So you got to go come back. You go up the ladder, and then you come back down the ladder. And if you don't love people right now, you're not really loving life, maybe because you're not spending time with God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. With all your... Thinking about loving people, go to this next Scripture. 
This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I had a guy tell me one time, super awesome guy. He said, Jason, the creator of this day is the Lord. Therefore, it cannot be the enemy of your soul. Bad things happen? Absolutely. Tough things? Yes. But at the end of the day, knowing that God holds us in the cradle of His hand, the love, we can continue to walk forward even when other people would look at us and go, man, they've been through a lot. Man, I don't see how they're still doing Because God loves me. So I'm going to rejoice in the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to be glad. Do we have seasons of mourning? Absolutely. Do we have seasons of asking God tough questions? Yes. But at the end of the day, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And see, here's, here, here's the thing. We know we're going to have bad days because life leaks. So why not key in on the good ones and wake up in the morning and watch the sun rise and say, hey, hey, hey another day. I get another day today. Today is, yesterday is gone, but I get a day today. I love life because I love people, but I can only love people because I love God. And that's, that's where we got to land. We get another day to live. Change the way we think. Loving God with all my mind is going to recreate in me a place that says, today's a good day. Even if I don't feel good, even today is a, I'm going to get my, get up, dress up, show up. Some, some good truth in that. Because showing up's half the battle. And even when you're battling, rejoice. Paul teaches us that in Romans 5. Trials. Tribulations produce perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint. So he's, he's what he says rejoice in all of these things because God's at work. Meanwhile, I got that written everywhere. You look at my journal. Meanwhile, if you weren't here for that service, I can't go back into it. But meanwhile, God's working. Last scripture we'll look at today. Psalm 1611, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. That's good news. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Love life. Live it to the full. But know this. The way you do that is to love God, love people. And the way that you can love life is to know that this earth is not our eternal home. It's not. We, we will spend, through what Jesus did, we're going to spend eternity with God in heaven. And the Bible says things that we can't even fathom, things that we can't even really get our mind around, God's prepared for us. Do you know today, right where you're sitting, do you know that you're going to spend eternity in heaven with God? This is, this is not some obscure reality. This is reality. 
It is appointed once for a man to, to live and to die. We, we're all, I hate to be, I don't want to be a downer, but we're all going to die. It's just a fact. Maybe you're here today and so say, you know, I don't know that I'm going to spend eternity with God. How can I know? Well, you can know by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. That's where, that's the bright spot. Hello. The ability to have eternal pleasures because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Would you bow your head all this way? If that's you and you're here today and you say, I need Jesus in my life. I'm broken. There's not much love. I don't even have love to give. And I don't feel loved. But I feel God knocking on the door of my heart. If you need Jesus in your life today, if you need something new, would you just slip your hand up really quick? Slip it up. I see your hand, man. Slip it up and put it back down. Anyone else? Say, I, I need, I need a, a new start. I, need, I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. I need Jesus in my life. I'm ready to love again. I've been wounded, but I'm ready to love again. Anyone else before we pray? I see your hand. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. If you raised your hand today, please go by the tent outside on the East Lawn and grab a Bible. Got a new believer's Bible out there and get a devotion. And if you care to, talk with someone. People out there expecting you. But if, if you raised your hand, would you just pray this prayer with me? Father, thank you for loving me. Father, thank you for chasing me and thank you for your relentless, relentless pursuit of my heart. So today, God, I am confessing that I believe with all my heart. I'm putting my faith in Jesus. And I'm confessing I believe with all my heart Jesus was born of a virgin, that Jesus lived a sinless life, Jesus took my death and sin on the cross, that Jesus was placed in the grave, and that Jesus rose from that grave on the third day. And I believe He's coming back for me one day. I'm, I'm turning over the steering wheel of my life into His hands. So God, thank You for forgiving me and the void that's in my heart, would you fill it with your love, your grace, and, and your mercy? Thank you. I, I know that I'm already being made new just by my confession of Jesus. Help me in this new walk. Put people around me. Lord, help me to find a, a life group to get in. Help me to find people that are farther along in the journey than I am. In Jesus' name, amen.